Greetings, students, and welcome to another fun-filled day here at Horror in the Halls. <laughs> What's up, kids, and welcome to Horror in the Halls. I'm Jenny, a.k.a. Mrs. Hill. And I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Holland. And we're just two high school teachers talking about the spooky stuff we love, and today is a Jenny Dreffels edition. Yay! Talking about T. Kingfisher's What Moves the Dead, based on a Poe classic, The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. It's a good what book. It was a, it was good a really book. good book. It like, was. I, of course, listened to it, so the narrator helped. Like, again, guys, you know how mm-hmm. I am. I actually finished Jenny Dreadfuls this time. I wasn't like... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I wasn't like, I'm almost to the end, or dang it. But I finished it because it's a, it was a short read. It was a five-hour and a couple minutes. I think it was five hours and 15 minutes, I think, audiobook. Um, mm-hmm. Really liked it. Like, it was one of those things that I, every time I got in the car, like, I would drive my kids, and then the moment I dropped my kids off, I'd switch over to my Audible and start listening, you know, because I was like, I want to know what happens next. Especially when I got towards the end, I was like, okay. Yes. Um, what's happening? I need to know. Holy crap, you know, and I was really into it. Um, great story. It's a great retelling. I think they used a couple. Um, I think I said this the other day in class or in the hallway when I was talking to you and Nate about, you know, how like the TV show Elementary took, they focused in on the drug addiction of Sherlock and made that the focus of the show and then built a show around it. I think the author took some elements from the fall of the house of Usher, like the house and the characters and really ran with those kind of undertones that are in the story to make it their own. And I really, I think it's really successful. Yeah. She did a really good job. Um, And on my, on my end, I read the the book, the physical copy and um, it was only 158 pages it's a very small book. Um, it reads well. It it doesn't take long to read at all. Like I was a little worried because I was getting behind because I was so tired when we were trying to read it. And then the last day that I finished it, I like I sat for an hour and a half and finished like the half of the book that I had left. So like it wasn't even it wasn't a crazy read. Like in my, on my end, it probably would have taken typically an a. a 158 page book would have only taken me like two hours to read, but it took me a little longer this time because I was a little tired. But yeah, it's one of those books it, that if you were into it, like if you could sit and read, you could read it in one sitting. Like yeah, it, it you reads can. fast because it goes, yes. it, there's not a lot of lulls, Mm-mm. you know. And like I said, again, I listened to it, but even that, it's like it's gripping, you know. The story progresses the, the, um, really well, it's written really well. Uh, to continue to move. Even when there's some the, spots in the story that are kind of low spots, it's still moving forward. So it's really good. Yeah. And and she doesn't stay in those spots very long. So I think that's no. why it was so successful. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a drudge to read. It's not a drudgery. Um, so totally. anyway, a little bit about the author. Um, her actual name is Ursula Vernon. Um, she, the T. Kingfisher is her pen name. Um, she writes children's books and comics. Um, her adult novels also include Nettle and Bone and Sword Heart, which Nettle and Bone has been recommended to me like so many times um, on Instagram and like other places. So it's I'm probably going to check it right? out. 
Is it fancy? I'm not I think? sure. I think Sword Heart is, and I know Nettle and Bone is, but I don't know if it's a series or not. But I could be totally wrong. Okay. I, I'm not. I didn't look into it far enough to know. Um, but I see it recommended to me a lot. Um, okay. she's also an illustrator, which brings up the the comics. Um, she does a web comic series, uh, called Digger. Um, she does various short stories and other freelance pieces. Um, she writes all the time. <laughs> like she was like, it's probably an unhealthy amount. Is how, but I don't think that's unhealthy. I think that's just great. But um, the website that I pulled all this stuff from said she's written over fifteen books for children and at least a dozen books for adults. Um, hmm. And that's where the, like we were talking about earlier. Um, Ursula Vernon is is her her actual name, so she's writing those with her children's books in mind, and then T. Kingfisher for like the adult books. But it's funny because on her website it was like, hey, it gives like a disclaimer at the top of the adult section, and she was like, mm. I don't want you to get this confused with like adult fiction. She said because yeah. it might it doesn't quite fit under just adult because her, her pacing is so fast. Um, it's more even like young adult. The, yeah, kind of. Well, it's a little bit of a mixture because yeah. this book really goes into great detail about the explanations and the visuals of like the house and around the house. But she does it in a way where it moves very quickly. And I appreciate that because I am not a huge fan of adult fiction that is slow to explain everything. And I'm like, I don't need you to explain everything because I'm the kind of person that wants to kind of visualize it myself. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way I read. Uh, other people like that. I I don't particularly love it. Well, I so. think with this one though, it's kind of just like when we did um, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Like there was already source material to work with, so mm-hmm. having some of that there, especially in the original Fall of the House of Usher, because I mean, a lot of when you read that, a lot of the idea is really behind the house being like its own character, almost like Roderick and Madeline and the house are all connected in the story. So the house oh, is kind of central. So she almost like had breathing, to, yeah. yeah, like she almost had to like put a lot of good detail and kind of let you understand just how terrible this house is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in how being there, how it feels because it is such a central character to the original um, story, which I, I really appreciate it. And I totally agree with you. It doesn't, it's not like a Stephen King, like, oh, my God, I know there's a pebble on this damn street, dude. Can we please move on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I love Stephen King. But sometimes I'm like, good, dude, you just spent three pages on a street sign, my man. Come on, let's go. What happened? Yeah. Where is, is – what? come on. Um, these moved, right, because they fit with the theme. They fit with what um, the real protagon- or antagonist is in the end of the story, which I really appreciated. It was, a, it was fresh. and It was just great. Yeah. Um, one last note about the author. Um, she she's moved around quite a bit. She said she moved around a lot with her um, her dad, but um, she now lives in North Carolina with her husband. And I find it so funny that she always brings up her chickens. <laughs> she's like, and my husband's chickens or in her in the book uh, where it shows like the little blurb from like a little description of her. And she's like, she talks about her chickens, but she says, um, they may or may not be possessed. And I was like, dude, I understand that. Chickens are so creepy. <laughs> they are. They're mean too. And I was like, may or may not be possessed. That's perfect. That's she's got a really good sense of humor, yeah. which I like. And it and it shows in the book too, which is very it's needed. 
Yeah. Because the the original obviously is very dark and depressing. I love the Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, it's very poe. I, I know it is, and I love it though. You know, but at the same time, I really liked how she added some of these characters that provided some entertainment. So yeah. I think that's what made this book a lot more, you know, engaging for me. So according you can to her find good reads bio, she's written 42 books. Yeah. She's written a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Um, you can find most of this information on, um, red wombat studio.com, which I think is funny. Is that her <laughs> like illustration she- place or is that hers? It's all about her, so I'm assuming yes. Okay, that's cool. So maybe that's what her illustration studio type thing's called, is Red Wombat. Makes Just sense. Just she's a, yeah, she's she's fun. The yeah, artists and so, illustrators are weird. I, I, lo- I love her. She's, yeah. I, I was, I searched for this book because every time I would go to the bookstore, it was already like, they had no copies left. And I was like, what yeah. the hell is happening? And so they finally opened a new Barnes & Noble in a, um, at the paddock shops, and I was like, I'm just gonna go. I went there and had my book signed by one of my authors, so I was real excited about that one day. But I was like, while I'm there, I'm gonna find this book, and I did, so I was really pumped when I found it. But so I'm excited to use it this time. So, but I know I wish um, I could have, I wish that I would have known we, we needed it because they had everything in that store on sale the week before before they moved. They did a crazy sale, they didn't have to move so much to the new building. So oh, yes, was, I know it would have been like half off. <laughs> I went there, I was like, I'm buying this, and I'm buying this, and I'm buying this, and I'm buying this. I will tell you that I went one day a little later, and it was almost completely empty. Oh, I can imagine. Like, those people out there, like, just went to town on that store, buying fixtures and everything. I was like, dang, y'all, I just bought everything. But the new one is really pretty, and it's all books. There's no media in there it's just like there's a little bitty section of like gift shop stuff but the rest of it is completely like really books. that's interesting yes a lot of times they have like i like kind of I, I like going there for their games and stuff so that's kind of it's cool but also a little i me, don't know for me. i think they still have bo- uh, the games but it's okay. not a big it's not a huge section but it's mainly books which I'm the kind of person that's real excited about that. So I got to talk about this cover art for a second because it's okay. Christina Morozvik and I'm looking at her website right now and her art is awesome. Like it all looks very similar to the cover, which has the hair and the, the mushrooms growing through it. It's really just, it's really good. Like it's whenever we talked about switching our month it was where originally we were going to do a different plan. And then I was like, eh, let's do this instead. And Jenny, of course, was on board with the whole, you know, strong women thing. And this is one of the options. <laughs> and before even reading the back, because, like, again, as, you know, um, I'm also a graphic artist. So, for me, I saw the cover and I was like, I'm picking that one. Like, <laughs> I knew without even reading the back, just I literally based, I, I based, the, you know, I judged the book by its cover, um, which I know you're not supposed to do or whatever. But it looked so awesome. I wanted to know more about it. It, it kind of drug me in. So, I'm probably going to buy some of her art, to be honest. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's really, it's really pretty. And I want to buy this art, but I don't know if I can justify spending ninety five dollars on it. Maybe, maybe oh, eventually. Yeah. It's fine. Just buy it. I don't have ninety five dollars to buy it right now. <laughs> Remember, teacher, I'm, I'm broke. I'm sorry, can't do it. Um, oh, she only did a hundred of them, signed and numbered, but they're awesome. All right, sorry. Continue on. No, you're fine. Um, because that's part of it too, is the illustrations on it was beautiful. Um, it's a 
it's a black cover and then so it makes the picture pop which i really like and the colors are are really um the colors is what i imagined everything to look like in the book so i thought that it was a really well thought out cover um and even the book itself like inside the book like the first because it's i got the hardback copy and it's got sketches of the hairs that are in the book then talking about how they're like really weird and and like they're they move oddly and all that kind of stuff and it's like the edge of the water they talked about the tarn and all that it's all in there and it's really it's black and white but it's all done really well so i really liked that too so okay it makes the book a lot prettier so i like pretty books so here's some of the characters Hmm. we have alex easton who's the main um the the visitor to the ushers main character follows alex mostly um so it's through alex's point of view roderick usher madeline or maddie usher um, i'll probably refer to her as maddie because it's a little easier um denton eugenia potter angus and i put hob in there because i had to because he's funny <laughs> the really horse. Funny. Yeah. Horse. The, he's a very awesome character, but I'm not going to forget to say that the house itself and the tarn around it are also characters in this book. Yeah. So, um, you know, and we'll get to that. A quick throw in. I think she, the, I think Ursula did the, she actually did do the cover art for the paperback because it's different. Okay. It's just a hand with like mushrooms and stuff coming out of it. Okay. It's not near. It looks nowhere near the same. It's not even as good. It's more of a comic book style hands. I bet she yeah. probably did the original cover for the paperback, but it's just that special edition hardback that has the rabbit on it, the hair. So oh, I had to have the I had to have the hardback copy because yeah. it was so pretty. So I bought I bought it. So and it's gonna look all pretty on my bookshelf forever because I'm not getting rid of it. So uh, am I ever? Am I actually read it again? I don't know. So, anyways, um. Do you want to start anywhere or do you just want me to go? You can roll, man. Like I said, I've, I've kind of said okay. what I wanted to say. I love the characters in this. They're really good. Um, and I think Adam Hobb was needed because he's such a funny little like throw in with this sassy yes. horse. I really like it. <laughs> That's the only way to describe yeah. Hobb. He's very sassy. He's like, hey, hey I'm fancy. I'm fancy. Yeah, man. like so Alex <laughs> talks about how they, uh, what is it called? They spurred, they spurred him on the side. Yeah, and he was all mad. And like, <gasps> And he looked at her like, what the F did you just do to yeah. me? How dare you? Like, how dare you? How dare you get an attitude with me, <laughs> ma'am? So. I like um, the part where she forgot. Oh, I guess they. I, 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 did, I did find out Alex is never fully given a gender. It's supposed to be like a they. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can kind of interpret that it as a female. But um, she forgot they had apples. And I was like why are you asking me to do stuff and not giving me an apple? Like the, he's like, but Hob didn't forget. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Hob did not forget. I, I'm going to need you to come through with some apples. I kind of like that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. There was like things added that provided a little bit of like, I like I snickered at some parts. Like yeah. I loved Angus. Uh, so I'll get into that part in a second. But um, so the writing in general for me was really phenomenally, phenomenally done. Couldn't even say that word. But um feminine nominal. Yeah, right. Uh this the scenes were set very well. We kind of talked to that already, but like the dreary setting, the macabre displays, uh what what was left of this state itself. So you talked about how it was like crumbling and you could tell it was in a state of disrepair. Um 
I love that the characters are very sarcastic and very crude sometimes. Um, and I said it's an overall fanciful take on Poe's original work. I think I think she did like this justice. Like I I think Poe would have read it and been like, this is actually really good. So I mean, honestly, um, I would I like it better than the Fall of the House of Usher, only because of how much more is added. Oh yeah, to the world, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I, I, again, it's Poe, but Poe is very Poe, you know, and that's the only way to mm-hmm. really describe Poe. It's very Poe. It's very like Goth Kid, like oh, everything is terrible and dreary. Like Poe and H.P. Lovecraft are very similar, and then their tone is always the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Poe, he's afraid of everything. Everyone always not Poe, but Lovecraft is always driven to madness. Poe is always just like dark and dreary. And then here oh, you he's go. driven to madness too. Yeah, Quite. yeah, but always, always by not some cosmic horror, just by his own sadness. No, but, yeah. Um, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I, I, yeah, hundred percent agree. Continue on. Sorry. Um, there's a lot of knowledge revolving around fungi or fungi or whatever. How you, however you want to say it. He's a um, fun guy. He's a fun guy. Um, but I, w- there was times where I was like, "What does this even mean?" Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know about mushrooms, though. What's funny, this is kind of a joke, but our friend at work is a science teacher and he reads books on mushrooms for fun. And I was like, dude, you you need to read this book so much. And uh, the whole book is based on this type of mushroom that's growing around the estate and like the mold and the, you know, the fungus. All like it's just all there. He'd probably um, try to correct it, though. You can't trust Nate. <laughs> he probably would try well, to correct it. Actually, they were wrong about da 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 yeah. Nate. Oh, goodness. So, anyway. Um, and this is really where Eugenia Potter come in, and she was very handy. Um, I loved her character, too. Yeah. Uh, I know you really her loved justice. her character. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, she's an English woman who... Uh, Alex meets on the way to the state. She's she's are they are about to poke a mushroom <laughs> with a stick, and she walks up. And she's like, "Oh no, no, would not do that if I were you." And he, like explains it and goes into great detail. And they they stay in there for like a you know two or three pages explaining like what she's doing there and like how she's like going around the estate because she knows that there are these mushrooms and she wants to like record them and she wants to paint them and all that kind of stuff. And which I thought that was really cool, but she's very, I don't know how to describe Eugenia to, you know, really well, but she's very dry, but it like, she's got a lot of dry humor and she's really intelligent and she really hates. Yes. And she really hates the fact that she can't get recognized for, you know, her research in, what do they call it? What is that called? Oh my gosh! They, she says it several times. I mycology. Know. Yes, is that mycology. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And she's like, because I'm a woman, you know, it doesn't, you know, they they make fun of me because, you know, I'm, of course, I'm not intelligent enough to do research on on this, um, which I loved that. Uh, I thought that was so fitting for at least the time period too. Um, and Alex was very understanding of that, which I liked, obviously was going to be really understanding of that. But um, without her, we wouldn't have understood the case around the Usher house. So I think that that was, and I think that Alex figuring that out at one point in the book was really cool. And was like, I'm just going to ask Eugenia. She's going to, she'll know. Miss Potter will know. Yeah. Um, 
and see, and sought her out just for that. But that was really, I really loved her. I yeah. thought she was a really well written character. Um, actually, they were all very well written, and I loved the the idea of the they kept referring to Denton as just the American. Yeah, <laughs> like they, oh, he's he's really American this morning. Like <laughs> at breakfast, he's like not in the mood to like deal with it, and he's like, oh, it was so funny. It's like yeah, it was good. It was. I was like, dang, hating on Americans real hard today. Um, but I don't know what, who, I know Eugenia was one of your favorites. Was there anyone else that was, that stuck out to you that you really liked? I like Angus a lot. I do too. He's funny. I think funny. he was a good um, caretaker character, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Of the main characters, I mean, it's hard not to like Easton. It's really good. Like, they're very much like on edge all the time, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard. It's all really good. I like the description of the hairs. That was probably one of my favorite part because they were so weird and otherworldly. Yeah. Uh, and the tarn was and cool. how they walked. Yeah. It was a like, good description because yeah. you could see it. But I think Easton's my favorite character, especially that spot when whenever they go to get a hair and they're in the woods, you know, and just that like being surrounded and how they really, she really relies on her, um, or I guess their combat awareness you know and like they really go into that normally sometimes they'll mention that and then it's just kind of thrown to the wayside until it's convenient Mm -hmm. but their history as a soldier is always there which is interesting i think the the cool thing about me for me is it wasn't this is very much like a a modern book right so you have the he she and they and you know and a lot of people will will say what they want about that that's fine but I liked that the author didn't beat you over the head with that. It wasn't a they, 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 they. But they really focused on how in their culture and that made-up country they're from, all soldiers have the same pronoun, essentially. They just become that, yeah. you know, which was kind of cool. That's why they're they. So you never know if Alex is is male or female. You kind of have to infer that it's a female based on some interactions and the fact that Maddie were and, and, and Alex were friends growing up, not Maddie mm-hmm. and Rod, not Alex and Roderick. Yeah. Like Alex and Roderick were only friends after Roderick enlisted in the war. Mm-hmm. And Maddie or Alex was already an officer, right? So you get that kind of, okay, so I'm going to kind of interpret from your youth. You guys were, you know, friends that way. But it was a really cool take on that, I think. I liked that that was the approach they took where you can be modern and really bring the they, them into the lexicon of the book without being like, no, this character's this. Like, cause they don't ever really hit on it other than their first meeting with Denton and Eugenia when they really focus on it. And then Eugenia just runs with being proper English and calls them Lieutenant the whole time. Lieutenant. Like, you know, just goes. Yeah. Right. And that was the best part about listening to it because the tone changes. Um, you know, Eugenia has that accent and the way Alex talks and Angus has an accent and it was just really cool. And, uh, I liked it a lot. Even Aaron, Aaron went on her parents' audible and got it and listened to it. She liked it a lot too. Oh, she ended up liking it a lot better than she did yeah. at first. Yeah. Okay, good. Because at first she was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't listen to this person," and I was like, "Oh, really? Bob really likes it." She was like, "He's a psychopath." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." I like good audiobooks, man. Uh, I was I was wondering why because I figured like. You kept saying that the the voice changes and all that, but maybe she just hadn't gotten far enough into it to realize that it she's was. She's not big you know. on audiobooks. Like, oh, okay. Erin reads a lot. She's hard. The only podcast she listens to is ours, right? She's just not big on mm-hmm. listening to that kind of stuff. It's not how her brain works. 
and the person probably jumps around a lot. It is can be chaotic because they're always like talking to each other, but the author does a different voice for all the characters and it changes. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, that's real. That's why they, for me, it's really good. Yeah. For her, it's probably like, oh, just read the book, you know? Yeah. Which I'm like, eh, no, nah, I like when they change the voice. I think that's cool. Yeah. That's, it would have been interesting to hear Angus speak because his, his voice was the best. Like I could just, in my brain, I could hear him talking. I'm like, he's funny. He's, yeah. And the, the narrator <laughs> makes him sound like a tired old Scottish man. Like, yeah, yeah, that's how he sounds. He, he's tired. Oh, yeah, he's tired. Yeah, because you get the impression he's that he's lot. he's elderly, right? Yes. Because he served Alex's dad. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know what I mean? He also is Alex's father figure, essentially, which is yeah. kind of cool. He's very he much really like, is. I told you, child. You know, and he has that, like, uh, he call, calls Alex a youngster. I love that. Yeah. I got to take when, care of you, youngster, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't have time to be dealing with another one. I got time to train now, another so. officer, so don't make <laughs> yeah. dumb decisions. I like that. I love it too. It was so good. Yeah, I was really confused at first about Alex's character, and I it took you to explain it to me because you were listening to the audiobook, so it was a little probably easier for you to figure it out than it was for me. But I, it didn't bother me if, after I, after you told me that. I was like, okay, well, it makes more sense now. And now I can like visualize Alex a little bit better. Yeah. Um, well, because so. Alex's gender doesn't matter. No, which it I think is cool. There's there's no real romance interest in this. Like where oh, no. gender is a big deal. There's no none of that matters, which was kind of cool. Like it's there, and you get it just because you kind of if you really like because the voice is not feminine at all. It has a very mm-hmm. like curt to the point military kind of vibe yeah. voice, right? Um, but if you like. Really, if you kind of listen to it and read into the interaction when Alex first meets Eugenia, you kind of get that. And then they go in the exposition of explaining the the pronouns. You understand that. Yeah. How are you a lieutenant and a female? Because that's why it was such a big deal for Eugenia to be like, I can't do anything as a female. But in there, she's a sworn soldier from her country. And at the end, they mention like they expect them to look like Amazons with their with their breasts cut off. And they she actually mentions that hers are there. So, like, you get that it, Alex is a female. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't far enough in, I don't think, to even realize that. Yeah. And if I did, I missed it because, like I said, the first part of the book, I was really tired reading it. And then after I was like, I had gotten better sleep, you know, I was able to read the rest yeah. of it. And I was very aware of what was going on in the book. So um, I think it was just a matter of just I missed that part yeah. that was crucial. So but I think it's really it didn't cool. really... It didn't really affect my opinion of it or anything. No, I thought it made it better because that's freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, um, and it really I like highlights how, she... how crappy it is for Eugenia. Yeah. You know, like this it, person, it Roderick, treated like your friends, but also served under you. You know what I mean? Like, so she, Alex has this authoritative role that Eugenia can never have, which I think was interesting. Kind of yeah. take on their first interaction. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Um, but Alex, um, I like how Kingfisher talked about or touched on the fact that all of the military men in the story had, they were, it was like they had something to connect to each other with and they all had some form of PTSD yeah. without knowing the name of it. And um, like certain things would, would affect them. And so the house made them feel worse 
And as it went on, like you see them start to be like it all that I don't normally have issues with this or I'm not. My nightmares have been mostly gone for a while, but now they're coming back because of the things that were going on around the house, which I thought was really interesting. Um, And I liked how she added that because people forget that how hard that that life is. So, yeah, going uh, to actual war. Yeah, I like that too. And didn't. You know, and he was talking about, you know, I I was I was meant I wanted to go to school to be a doctor. He said, but then they just handed me a bone saw and said, that's what you're doing. He goes, I cut lim- limbs off like that's yeah. that was my job. So he's like and and he was talking about the nightmare he had about like the bodies were just or the the limbs were just piling up. And he was like and that people were screaming about why their limbs were gone. And he was like, I'm trying to find the. I was like, oh my gosh, that was like a horrible scene yeah. to like, like thing you were dreaming about, like trying to put them back together instead of like, yeah, it was like where's vivid my limbs? Too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, it was. A, a description of that kind of nightmare, which is pretty wild. Because the time mm-hmm. frame for this is like post-Civil War. Yeah. But still like pre-Industrial Revolution. So it's like pretty interesting time period. I liked it a yeah. lot. Great I book. Too. Don't want to give away too much because I think everyone should no. read it. Easy read. Even if you're not a reader, it's 150 pages. You could read that in a day or two. I do want to go over one scene that really creeped me out that I think everyone would be interested in reading just because of this fact. But um, so one evening, um, Alex hears someone walking in the hallway oh, and yeah. Alex goes out into the hallway and notices that Maddie is awake. And she's walking down the stairs. And this is, I think this is the second time she's caught her or they've caught her sleepwalking. Right. Yeah. And she, he, or he, oh my gosh, they, I'm trying <laughs> to do really, I'm trying to do better with that. But they were walking up to Maddie to kind of assist. So, so that Maddie didn't like fall down the steps and in, in the midst of her sleepwalking. And they mention, or yeah, Alex mentions like the movements of Maddie and how they were like very, um, almost like choppy looking. Like she couldn't, she didn't have control over her limbs. And I was like, that's really creepy. And I got it a visual in my head of like, almost like a zombie walk. Yeah. And Alex walks up to her to help her and she throws her head back and she makes this horrible grin. And all I could think of was this damn movie smile. And I was mm, like, yeah, because it talks about how <laughs> her eyes are dead and her smile is like not like a, a genuine smile. It's like a terrifying grin is what it was. And I was like, that is that to me was probably the spookiest part of the book. Yeah. Other than this, I'm not going to give away the other scene. The other scene was really creepy, too. But that one was like, whoa, <laughs> like that's not. And Alex, it actually frightens Alex. And Alex talks about later how she, how they felt like they were, you know, um, almost ashamed that they were that scared of Maddie. So I thought well, that yeah. was a really cool scene. It goes into that whole, like, I'm a soldier. I've done this. Why am I afraid yeah. of this? Which I, I thought was cool. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other thing that I wanted to say before we like go into the rubric, because I don't really want to give away the book because I think people should actually go read it. It's really good. Um, um, yes, yeah, just a review. It's great. Yes, it read is. It. I thought R- Roderick was really well written. I thought he was true to form from mm-hmm. the first book, the first story. Um, I think he w- 
things that were added to Roderick were appropriate and it made him more um, of a sympathetic character. Like I, I felt more sorry for him than I did in the first one. I, the first one I was like, it was very, he was very sketchy. Yeah. You know, he was kind of sketchy in this one, but there was more sympathetic. You know, you have more sympathy for him in this one. Um, and Angus being very superstitious, but also very reasonable and like, fussing at alex and like trying to help eugenia potter which was hilarious because he thought she was like the best well yeah uh, towards the end he's like watching now it's my lady <laughs> it's my lady mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but i just i thought the characters were so good i i can't speak highly enough of them like i just really liked their characters a lot and i actually ended up i didn't like denton at first i was like eh, he's all right but at the end, by the end of it, I really liked his character because I thought he was very believable, yeah. as you know. And I I liked that he didn't um, turn his nose up to Alex. I think that he had a very uh, he had a good esteem for Alex and uh, appreciated Alex. Well, yeah, I think after his initial shock, he just was like, "This is a soldier." He probably looked yes. at him from a military mindset of this is a lieutenant. That's how yes. I should treat you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and I appreciated that because, you know, I being like, just hearing about like women in general being in any type of military setting, they're not always treated well. Yeah. And that's to me is absurd because I'm like, they're, they're there to serve their country too. And they deserve just as much as respect because, you know, they're putting their life on the line just the same as anyone else. So I thought that was a really cool addition, and I liked Denton for that. So it was it was well written. Agreed. So. Yeah, they, he kind of you know, there's no characters you dislike. There's no characters that are like flat. They're all good. No. They all have depth. I think um, overall, you know, it really does a good job of delving into the heart of one of Poe's most favorite tales, and really just finds a whole new mythology, brings it to light, and kind of modernizes it in, in a way, and brings it. To, some a lot more depth than even the original I had, I think. And, and for me, it was a yeah. really successful retelling of yes, what is arguably one of Poe's most famous works. So good on you. Yep. So you want to start the rubric? Let's do it, man. Okay. All right. So character development um, clearly describes characters in detail, clearly develops characters over the course of the text. Characters are well-balanced, shows growth, lack thereof, or to suit the needs of the piece. It's a 25 for me. I, I don't think anybody is, you know, I think everyone serves their purpose. I think they all have growth. And I think the lack of growth with Maddie makes sense. Yeah. Because there, there isn't, there shouldn't be. Um, well, you get it all at the end, though. So it actually, she, the character does, you see a lot more into that character, which I think is interesting. So, yeah, I agree. It's yeah. really good. I, I just thought, I thought they were all written so well. I, even yeah. the horse was w- written well. <laughs> like, and they're all you, described you know, very well. Yeah, like, you know, the horse is sassy. Like, I love it. So it's good. You get an image, Um, too, of how they all look. uh Uh-huh. Like, description-wise, their details is very, very well done. Very well done. I concur. All right. So plot development. Um, You have themes are well-developed and clear to the reader. Pacing of the story is timed well and doesn't feel rushed. Which is interesting for such a short book. I do think they did a good job with the pacing. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, you almost expected it to feel rushed because it's such a small book, but they really mm-hmm. did a good job of, of keeping with that pacing. Yeah. Um, I thought the themes were really spot on. Yeah. They were yeah. very clear. I don't, 
I don't have anything negative to say well, about it that. It feels true to the original. Yes. How, and for Poe, it was like you could kind of read that Rod, the, basically the ushers in the house are all connected. It's this dreary existence, right? And you still have that, but with a whole nother layer on top to mm-hmm. make it make more sense and to tie it all together and bring in this otherworldly horror kind of, you know, in this repetitive you kind of see Alex lose a little bit of themselves as they go. Like, you know, with this whole, this, this doesn't exist, you know, like Angus has this old world superstition with like witches and all this jazz. And Alex is like, that's nonsense. But then you kind of see as it goes, like, holy crap, Angus is right. You know, kind of vibe. Like they also (laughs) become superstitious, you know, and then you, it's really good. So yeah, I'm with that. I think it's a, I think that's a 25 also. Yes, I do too. This one scores high for me too, but imagery author creates well thought out and descriptive scenes, setting and actions. I I'm telling you, I felt like I was with Alex the whole book. Yeah. Like I was with Alex on the horse riding in and I knew, I knew Hob was fussing at me for spurring him. And I, you know, I just felt like everything and then i could visualize the house how it was crumbling i could see the tarn and how it it glowed at certain times and then it like even though you thought it was reflecting the stars and it wasn't i know that was cool i just thought it was yeah i agree like i think the most the best one for me and i could see it visually was when i was listening to the scene in the library where alex is mm. looking for books and the way yes. they're describing those books, I'm like, I, I, I feel like I was there, like, oh, and I was so upset about all those ruined books. Like, you yes. piece of shit. And then Rod comes <laughs> in, you know, and he's like, oh, well, the, all the good ones are gone, you know. And you're like, oh, at least all the expensive ones are gone. But still, it was like so much, this beautiful grand library, and I could see it just in ruins, you know. And I think that was really cool. So the imagery is really well done in this book. Again. Yeah. Even to, to the be, mushrooms. To be such a, a short book, there's yes. a lot in it, right? It says a lot mm-hmm. to... uh other authors should read this and take some notes because like you don't need four chapters to describe something you can do it in a couple words and it'd be effective like you know what i mean like or maybe even a chapter but there's some books that are 1400 pages that take 400 to describe one thing because that library scene is a couple pages really yeah it's not that long. Like explaining the books was not that long, but it was like I, you were there and you mm-hmm. were you were trying to peel the pages apart, but they were swollen and like moldy looking yep. and just so, yeah. and talked about the smell and it was just you know they did a very good job. Was, it, yes, they did very good yes, job. All right, style and conventions, and this is like the writing style. Um, writing and language is smooth, skillful, and coherent. Sentences are strong, expressive, with varied structure. No conventional errors present. I, I read the physical copy. Um, you can also file f- figure out style and conventions by listening to. But like as a visual, I obviously didn't find any errors. Well, yeah, um, I, mean, I hope not. It's an edited book. It shouldn't be any errors. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Well, I mean, sometimes there are, but, I know, um, but there shouldn't be. No, and I the way in which she writes is very skillful. I don't I I don't have anything negative to say about this book in general. I think it was just it was it's one it's been one of my favorites I've read so far this year. I think um the structure changes. So like reading it, you may see some like especially when the characters change, but when you listen to it, you realize that they all have different backstories, so the structure should change. Like how Denton's American, 
Roderick and Maddie come from a different class than Alex. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eugenia is a very dry British woman. Angus is a very old Scottish military man. (laughs) So like their structure should be different because how they speak and their inflections are different. And you get that. You get it, especially listening to it because they're changing their tone of voice. So you don't you don't even pick up on the fact that the structure is changing. But if you're reading like why are they why is it why is it written like this? Well, because Denton's American and he's totally taken out from this world. Yeah, and because they're like um, in like the Parisian countryside, essentially, right? Aren't they somewhere in France? I think. I think so. Somewhere like that. They've mentioned going to Paris yeah. a lot. I would assume you're yeah. somewhere near France. Uh, definitely in Europe. Um, you know, but they make it seem kind of weird that Eugenia is so British there. So that's why I think they're they're probably in France. Well, yeah, and they keep call, referring to her as the English woman. And yeah. then Angus, his the way she wrote his words phonetically was perfect. Like I knew exactly who he was and where he came from. Yeah, like it it was part like I. It also works out that I, Alex is from a made up country, so you can do whatever you want. There's there is no Galatia, yeah. so it makes it makes sense. Yeah, so I. You think in 25 for this one too? um, Yeah, because I mean, to be able to, well, to be able to write in that way, that's very successful. If if it's successful written and and on the audio book. Yeah. Like it's, I don't don't know. So we're giving this book 100%. I am. I am. All right, guys. There you go. 100%. Isn't that our first 100% on a book? I believe so, yeah. I think so. It's freaking awesome. You should go read it. It That's really is more reason to go read it. It really is good. I, I really don't think, um, like you said, there's not a lot. Of, there's no negative I can think of to really say um, no. on this. And again, like I said, it's cool. Is we're giving this book away this month. So this will be, yes. this episode comes out on the last day of the month. So the next morning I'm going to pick a winner. So good, good luck to whoever is, uh, who wins this book. I hope you guys love it as much as we did. Obviously we gave it a hundred percent. Um, yes, and it deserves it's, 100%. It's really good. I might deserves all the awards. I might actually read it as well just to see it like that. You know what I mean? Because I do. I mean, I enjoy reading. I just don't have time. So this will probably be something I read this yeah. summer to get through. And then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, guys, there you go. What yes. Moves the Dead? By T. Solid 100. Yes. Um, very well earned 100. Again, it's hard to take such good source material and not be good with it. Um well, let me rephrase that. It's not hard. People do it all the time. They try to retell post stories and they're garbage. But this one was very successful. This, yeah, this one was not garbage. I think it's I think it's better than the original. So um it just gives more depth to it gives you more of what you wanted from the original. Yes. Is really what it is. Like you you get more behind the scenes of what was going on because you don't really truly know yeah. what was going on. Yeah, it's very so, good. It's very good. Yes. A lot of pose work, you have to kind of assume things. This one is very yeah. much like, nope, it's this. Here you go. Lots here's, of inferring. Here's what's present. Congratulations. <laughs> You're all infected. You're right. Pretty good. Read it. Uh, don't give away too much, but yeah. So it's awesome, guys. We have a new Patreon this month. Oh, yeah, we do. I forgot. We sure, we sure do. Um, we got a whole three patrons now. What? Yeah, we do. It's so great. <laughs> so thank you to Crystal Hinkle. We appreciate you so much. Yes, um, our number one original OG fan. Yeah, not someone that we knew already. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. And again, another so, big thank you to our other other original patron, my brother. Always supportive mm-hmm. of things I do. He's a good little brother. 
And then my buddy Zach Merritt. So thank you very much, guys. And Crystal, we're happy to have you as a as a monthly patron. Yes. I really expected her to do like the top one so she could make us suggestions. Like, why don't you do this story? Why don't you do this story? How about you do this story? <laughs> so she can um, tell us what to do. Yeah. Hey, how about you do this? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, man. Yep. Sorry, okay. guys. There you go. What Moves the Dead. Great book. Hopefully one of you win it um, this month. And yeah. You want to tell them where they can find us? Yes. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Horror in the Halls. You can also follow Jenny underscore Dreffles on Instagram. You can email us at horrorinthehalls at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, guys. Reach out. Let us know. You got ideas? We'll listen to them. Not sure if I'll incorporate them, but we'll listen to them. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. I'll do what I want. And yeah, guys. Check us out. Follow us on Patreon. Follow us on social medias. We have merch. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty yes. decent. It's pretty solid. Um, and yeah. So let us know what you think, guys. And we're going to get out of here. So I guess that will be the bell for this week. And uh, yeah, there'll be a new theme soon. So keep an eye out for that, guys. Yes. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.